Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to to the uh, program today's issues on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening to AFR. We don't take you for granted. We know there are a lot of places you could uh, tune over to or tune into or go online or whatever the case may be, and you've chosen to be with us here on AFR, and we really, really, really appreciate it. Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Christopher Woodward. Good morning. And uh, Ray Pritchard, Brother Ray, is in Kansas City. Good morning, Ray. Yes, I am in extremely happy, great celebratory mood here in Kansas City, Tim. We're feeling no pain. And and I just want to say, put it on the record, I appreciate the NFL referees so much. And I support them. I support them in all those difficult decisions they had to make Sunday night. I feel I'm very comfortable with those guys. (laughs) You know, uh, a lot of folks – Blame the loss of can of uh, of the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, on uh, Super Bowl on on the refs called what he called holding on right right mm-hmm. question on that def- on that defensive back questionable right. call questionable right. call but you know referees uh, I know one play is often spotlighted as a reason why a team wins or loses mm-hmm. uh, and that's completely unfair but that's the way we Americans look at things uh, there are. <laughs> All kind of calls in the in the course of a game, and then there are. I'm using coach speak now, but uh, and then but there. But it's a fact, right? Yeah, I know. And then there are all kind of. And then there were like what a hundred plays in a game. A lot of them could have gone either right. way. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to win, somebody got to lose, and uh, Kansas City won. Two equally matched teams. I think everybody can agree. Yeah. With that, it was a fun, fun. Uh, Philadelphia's got a great team. They're amazing. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. I mean. He it was like an all time Super Bowl quarterback performance by him. He, yeah, he did great. Yep, but there's a scoreboard, <clears throat> and then there's a zero 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 time left, and let's see who's got more points. And that's the way we decide things in our in our country. Yep. And uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, before we get into uh, some serious news mm-hmm. here, and there's some heartbreaking news out of Michigan mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to talk about and out of Turkey. Wow. I just got to tell one story related to football and to uh, what Ray's talking about with the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's a player on Kansas City's team. He's a defensive star. His name is Chris Jones. From right? Houston. Mm-hmm. From Houston, Mississippi, mm-hmm. Chris, you better. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> we, we have a Houston. We have too, all American listeners all over America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. from Houston, Mississippi, that's where he hails from, and then he played his college ball at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. which Chris and I are alumni. Uh, but anyway, that's only about his hometown's only about half an hour from from where we are. Mm-hmm. Well, last I guess it was last summer, or uh, anyway, about that time. My wife and I uh, are in a restaurant here locally, at Ray, and in in walks this uh, guy that's six, seven, three hundred pounds, and no body fat, <laughs> and is just like a Hulk, mm-hmm. like the Incredible Hulk, except he would take the Hulk and body slam him. 
<laughs> so then I quickly learned that was Chris Jones, the defensive lineman for the wow. Kansas City Chiefs. And I think it was he was in there with one of his family members, and and uh, I just chatted with him just briefly because you know everybody wants to say hi to the football star, right? Mm-hmm. So, but but uh, just a really really nice guy, just a normal guy, you know, dressed in line like everybody else, you know, ordering <laughs> ordering his food. Uh, but I just thought this guy he could take his hand and pick my head up. <laughs> You know, and, and 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 move me across the room like furniture if he wanted to. He that's could curl how, me. That's how that's how mammoth he was, and big he was, uh, and muscular, and uh, mm-hmm. evidently very quick and fast too, as uh, NFL quarterbacks have learned. But anyway, uh, so um, that's that happened to us last year. But he'll be in the Hall of Fame <clears throat> one day, no question, no question, be in the NFL Hall of Fame. All right, so uh, all right, listen. There's uh, so lot, a lot of uh, breaking news happening. Uh, we're going to talk to Jenna Ellis, by the way, at the bottom of the hour. Jenna's our host of our morning show from seven to eight o'clock Central Time here on AFR, and she had a uh, one-on-one interview with uh, former President Trump that aired this morning on AFR. So we'll talk to Jenna about her conversation with the former president. But Chris. Uh, uh, East Lansing, Michigan's where Michigan State University is it located. Is. It is. Yeah, terrible situation here. We need to be in prayer for our, our fellow Americans there in Michigan. Uh, there was uh, a shooting there yesterday. At least three people are dead, five critically wounded in a shooting at Michigan State University. Um, the uh, the victims were all students at the university, according to various news outlets. Um, some news outlets have not identified the gunman, but others have, uh, including state and local sources there um, national newspapers, even 43 year old Anthony Dwayne McRae. And where we really get um, into needing details here, police are not saying what, if any, affiliation he had with the university. And as a matter of fact, the uh, interim deputy police chief there at MSU said, quote, We have no idea why he came to the campus to do this tonight. He later was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot. So police are investigating this. Uh, The governor has weighed in. It was really an emotional press conference. I don't have this audio, but the chief surgeon at the hospital where the victims were taken, he he broke down. He just, he couldn't control his emotions, which is completely understandable in this moment. I certainly would have an issue with that as well. Uh, But I do have a bit of audio from the governor, uh, and she had these comments. This is Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, clip one. As parents, we tell our kids, it's going to be okay. We say that all the time. But the truth is, words are not good enough. We must act, and we will. Now, some people are taking that as her taking a stand against guns going forward because she wants to prevent these and other things from happening again. Um, so she's, She can't. Well, she that's, can't. that's true. She can't. She never will be able to. She's not God. And, and God allows people free will to choose, even choose terrible decisions sometimes. Uh, I wish these left-wing politicians, like the governor there, would just shut up. I'm sorry. I, I hate to sound so ugly, mm-hmm. to borrow from my mom's, <laughs> what mom would say. <clears throat> but, Ray, uh, she says we're going to act. Well, she's going she's gonna to say we need to take away guns. We need to regulate guns. Then we're going to hear that every time anything like this happens. And... Where they have laws against guns on college campuses. True. Criminals don't obey gun laws. How many times do you have to ha- to say this to these 
uh, liberal politicians, right, to, for them to get that through their thick skulls. Look, the minute he stepped on the campus with a gun in his possession, he was already a criminal, right? Yes. Before he had fired a shot, he had already broken the law. And it's not clear at all, uh, according to what Chris said in the reports we're reading, that nobody seems to understand exactly what his background was or why he came on the campus. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you stop a, a lone gunman who comes onto a college campus and decides to start shooting. How do you? How, what what law is there that can stop one person with a gun? from doing something like that. The reality is in this country right now, we're seeing more and more violence, whether a gun is used in this case. Or a car or or a knife or a crowbar. Yesterday in New York, Mm. some guy in a U-Haul drives down a sidewalk. That's paying U-Hauls. Yeah, it's U-Hauls. In subway station in New York, somebody shoves somebody underneath a train. I, I mean, so there's there's not a weapon problem. The problem is in the hearts of individuals in this country. There's stuff going on with drugs, and there's just, and we could go on and on, I, I believe there is a promotion of violence in music. You can talk about so many things, but it comes down to conditions of people's hearts, where they are spiritually. Yeah. You know, you're exactly right, Fred. Uh, we've mentioned this before. I read this somewhere, but uh, and I've, I've used this before. Blaming a, a gun for a, a, a crime or a shooting or a murder is like blaming the pencil for a misspelled word. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody pulls that trigger somebody gets that gun out somebody has the evil thought of do somebody to do somebody harm mm-hmm. so i'll tell you one other thing about this when these liberal politicians like the governor of of, uh, of uh, michigan and you're going to hear it today all day start blaming the guns for the crimes what they do is they want to exonerate it, they they really are exonerating the perpetrators for the responsibility for the crimes. Mm-hmm. Now they would say it like that, but that's sure what it sounds like to me every time they come out with these. We're going to act because we're going to we're going to institute <clears throat> more gun. <clears throat> pardon me, more gun control. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, you know what she needs to be saying? We have a breakdown of morality. Yes, in our culture. Uh-huh. That's what we have, and we and, uh, and 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 we have a promotion of violence in much of our music and our entertainment, and and we have a breakdown of the family in in our in Michigan and our country, and we need to get back to teaching our children morals and values, and raising them right and respect for one another. Uh, that's the only way we're going to curb or change. The trajectory we're on, which is more more mayhem and more violence, it seems to me. There has to be consequences for bad behavior. That's one of the yes, big problems. Yes, that too. That's it's, law and order. It, believe it or not, it starts in our schools. Uh, it used to be, you know, there was punishment if you misbehaved in school, whether it was grade one or grade ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got in trouble with, you know, with the, the principals and the teachers, and they told your parents, and you got in trouble when you got home. Yeah. No, exactly. There's one other caveat here, one other thing. I don't know if caveat's the right word that I want to mention. 
that the left is is you know they all, <clears throat> they were gonna they want to blame the right for promoting guns right mm-hmm. and for promoting the Second Amendment. If you watch this dynamic, <clears throat> the left, the liberals, and almost all the news media, almost all of them, uh, mm-hmm. almost, uh, they want to blame guns for the crimes, right? That's what they do. Right. Oh, we got to blunt guns. Except if it's a white person. <laughs> if it's a white person that commits the crime, mm-hmm. more often than not, they're going to say it's because of white supremacy. Mega, mega. Even if it, even if it's unprovable, mm-hmm. yeah. they're going to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a police officer. If it's a police officer, all of a sudden, it's not the gun. It's the person behind the gun. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If gun violence is the problem, then you can't blame the officers, first and foremost. You must blame the guns in their holsters who are jumping out and shooting people if they do if they shoot people wrongly, I mm-hmm. should say. 99.9% of the times when police officers shoot people, it's warranted, mm-hmm. okay? But do you see you see what I say? Do you yep. see the dynamic going on here? Oh, absolutely. You know, it again the, the left does not want to go where it should go, the blame, and that is to the hearts of the individuals. Right. That's right. Uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, liberalism in our judicial system. We've got these DAs. Somebody gets arrested for violence, they're out within 10 hours, and they're back on the streets again. Repeat offenders. I mean, it is a breakdown in discipline in our society, and it, it starts with very little discipline sometimes in the home, in our schools. Yep. People are just getting away with these things. As I say, the entertainment industry, all of those things are to blame. It's rebellion against godly standards. Exactly. And to Ray, to your point earlier, uh, <clears throat> you cannot uh, prevent an individual um, from having evil in his heart and right. having intent to do people harm. You can't, not, you know, Tim. It's not even like a shopping mall, which you can you can provide some security to a shopping mall. How right. do you provide airtight security for a university as big as Michigan State University, which by definition is open? Uh-huh. People can come onto the campus, and it's terrifying to think about. And we again, we do not know all the facts. I'm only discussing what we know at the present moment, which isn't enough. But it's terrifying to think that somebody. Is, is in such a mental state that they take a gun, come onto the campus, start shooting, yeah. kill people, walk away, and then take their own life at the end of it. Yeah. you know, Yes, that's right. And I don't know a lot of people mock, uh, you know, n- nostalgic looks at, uh, at the, you know, pre-'70s, whatever, in America, you know, and Ozzie and Harriet and mm-hmm. Father Knows Best, and people mock and ridicule that, that America – well, let me tell you something. We didn't have this kind of stuff going on all the time. That's right. In America. Blacks are whites. Huh? That's you right. Had, uh, you had <coughs> all Americans mm-hmm. had a common view of, of morality. Yes. And social behavior mm-hmm. and what is acceptable and what uh, isn't. Mm-hmm. We've all heard the stories, and many people listening to me right now who are older than me, I'm almost 60, you know, used to take their guns to school. That's right. And had them in the back of the pickup, so they went hunting mm-hmm. or uh, practiced shooting after the uh, day was over. Mm-hmm. You didn't have shoot. You didn't have uh, school shootings. 
Huh? Even though you had many more guns close to campus, you didn't yeah. have school shootings. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself, why didn't we have school shootings in before, let's say, 20 years ago? That's right. So, uh, so much to discuss here. It's so much heartbreak and sympathy. Heartbreak for the people in Michigan there and mm-hmm. sympathy for what they're going through. But to hear liberal politicians like the governor, and I know she's distraught, and I, I think she was very sincere in her condolences for the families and and uh, trying to explain this to her own children. But don't start don't start on the gun control uh, stuff. Uh, we need to start on morals and values and law and order yeah. and putting criminals behind bars yes. and those things. Yes. If you want to act, those are the things that will make a difference. Consequence for the sin. Exactly. Yep. All right, Chris, next story. Well, from Michigan to uh, the Middle East, Turkey area, um, obviously um, people in, in Syria and Turkey are still struggling from the, uh, the big quakes they had there earlier this month on February 6th. Tens of thousands of people are dead. And it's only going to get worse because... How many? What's the total now? Uh, one running, news outlet had 36,000 this morning. 36,000. 36,000 died? Yeah. And then the earthquake was when? What day? February 6th. Yeah. So uh, uh, the vast majority of those are in Turkey. Some are in Syria. Uh, just, you know, we've seen the pictures before, the collapsed buildings. Uh, there have been rescues, and we're thankful for that. But I was just reading the latest this morning. Uh People are uh, survivors. I mean, they they don't have places to go. It, it makes you thankful for the United States when things like this happen in the United States. Right. There are so many relief agencies that come in, and right away people are helped. Eight Days of Hope, all of that sort of thing. But there are just people, they have winter weather there, folks, in many of these areas. They're in freezing temperatures. They don't have any shelter. Those that are trying to survive, there's a shortage of food and water. Uh, they're sleeping. Some of them are sleeping in train cars to try to find some shelter. They're on mats in, in school gymnasiums, those buildings that haven't collapsed. And we're not near the end of this yet, folks. There are still thousands of people that are missing. Uh, in Syria, there's a real problem because they have a civil war going on there in the midst of all of this. Uh, we're aware we did a story back a few days ago, Samaritan's Purse, uh, Franklin Graham's ministry has already sent plane loads of relief in there. This is not going to take weeks. This is going to take months. This is going to take years mm-hmm. uh, to recover from this. Steve uh, Jordahl was showing the picture this morning of the huge... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, open, it's, changed, it's changed the earth. It changed the earth. Yeah. We're talking a huge gap, right. 50, 60 feet wide, these holes. There is a fault that goes down through there. There have been earthquakes before, but I can't remember any with this kind of devastation in recent history. Ray, have you traveled in that part of the world? I have I have done a little bit of travel into Turkey, and it's exactly what Fred said. There's a fault line. I mean, you can see it. So if you if you look up deadliest earthquakes in history, that fault line goes right along uh, the, the southern part of Turkey, right along the border with Syria, which is where this one happened, 7.8, into Uh, into Armenia, there to the east. Some of the most devastating earthquakes in the history of the world have happened in that region. And I, uh, 
you know, guys, it's, it's, first of all, we want to, we want to say thank God for Samaritan's Purse and all the other relief agencies that are helping over there, uh, to, to bring help and hope. Uh, it's a desperate situation. It's going to get worse before it gets better. This death toll, Fred, it has not topped out at no. 36,000. It's no. going to go, I'm afraid, much higher. That's stunning uh, to think that many people passed away in this day and age because, of course, I don't know what the buildings are like there. And, and of course, if you have a major earthquake, um, even even very well-built buildings will, will collapse. But, the, but what you had happen, in, you had pancaking going on, basically, didn't you? Yes. Uh, just all over, just in a, I guess in a heavily populated area. Yeah, there there are already, I think, uh, lawsuits. Uh, the government is uh, going after six major construction firms over there. They say these buildings, a lot of them are fairly modern. I'll say that fairly modern, and but they were not built to quake mm-hmm. specifications. Uh, so all of that is it's going to work its way through, but it doesn't diminish where people are right now. What's going on right now? And uh, as I say, the pictures, the videos coming out of there, it, it is, you know, you, you sometimes, uh, Ray and, and guys, you have to be in an area. I've been to like countries like Liberia in Western Africa. You see pictures of poverty, but when you go to these places, you smell poverty. Hmm. And I yeah. think you have to be on the ground to really appreciate how bad these things are. Pictures don't do it justice. We gripe when you don't get your straw in the bag at the fast food place. Yeah, mm. we're spoiled. Well, <clears throat> just uh, I, Steve was saying, Steve Jordahl was saying that uh, 100,000 died in Haiti. I, when, when was that? Uh, cause, I'll look it up. That was, uh, re- tw- 2010, maybe? Mm-hmm. I think so. That rings a bell, yes. Because I was thinking when I heard these numbers, 30-something thousand, maybe that's a record um, number of deaths for an earthquake, at least in modern history. I'd forgotten about mm-hmm. 100,000 in Haiti. Yeah. Um, I've got a scientificamerican.com article here, and it actually, the headline is, The True Haiti Earthquake Death Toll is Much Worse Than We Thought. Uh, and in 2021, Scientific American said the number of fatalities in Haiti may range from 10,000 to 100,000 or more. But again, I mean, you look at the poverty in Haiti, uh, the structures oh, where yeah. people live. Poorest, uh, poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, uh, it poverty impoverished there in Haiti. But um, all right, so are we about ready? Can we take a break early? We'll take our break a minute or so early here. Uh, Jenna Ellis will be uh, joining us after the break. We'll talk about her interview with former President Donald Trump, which aired this morning on American Family Radio, and a lot of other news to cover. This next half hour, we hope you'll stay with us. You're listening to the radio program Today's Issues on American Family Radio.
when you hear this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Hello, everyone. Tim Wildman here, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, a vacation with a purpose. That's what we call our spiritual heritage tours. And we've got a couple of weeks set in June and September that we encourage you to take a look at if you want to go with us this year. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to the Capitol Building. We're going to the Lincoln Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial. We're going to the National Archives, the Supreme Court. We're going to the Arlington National Cemetery to see the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And we're going to George Washington's Mount Vernon. That's on Saturday that we're going there. So, so much to do and see. It's going to be a wonderful time together with Christians from around the country. For all the information, the itinerary, the cost, the dates, everything, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. That's spiritualheritagetours.com. We'd love to have you join us. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. There's a big bathroom controversy at Milford High School in New Hampshire. Now, the current school policy allows kids to use the bathrooms and locker rooms of their choice. But many students have a problem with that. One female telling reporters she doesn't feel safe having boys in the girls' bathroom. Now, LGBT activists say that's transphobic. The school district reached a compromise by banning boys from using urinals. Staffers literally place garbage bags over the urinals to force kids into stalls. I'm not making this up, folks. The school district says they're just trying to find a way to make everyone happy. Well, that's not going to happen. The whole point of this radical sex and gender revolution is to force our kids to reject science and embrace their agenda. School leaders say it's going to cost tens of thousands of dollars to remodel bathrooms. They just don't have the cash. Well, there's a simple solution that won't cost a penny. Just let the boys use the boys' rooms and the girls use the girls' rooms. I'm Todd Stern. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. 2 Corinthians 5, 1. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on American Family Radio. Today's issues is the name of this program. The American Family Radio Network is what you are listening to we have 181 stations across this uh, great country of ours and of course tens of thousands listen on our afr app 
which you can access and listen anywhere in the world as long as you have high speed internet. I'm Tim with Fred and Chris and Ray. One other one other point on the um, we're going to get to Jenna Ellis in just a minute. Uh, but one other point we were talking earlier in the hour about when when tragedies like what happened in Michigan at Michigan State University. Did you say there are three dead? Mm-hmm. At least three. And how many injured? Five. Uh, by a lone gunman mm-hmm. who himself is dead. He evidently shot himself, as often happens with, in these kinds of cases. Um, and then you have the left-wing politicians that are going to come out and scream for gun control as if that's the answer to the, these kinds of problems. And, of course, I derided that last half hour uh, as nonsense, mm-hmm. these arguments that they make. They're nonsense. And uh, you're not – nothing – there's no law – that you could pass short of confiscating everybody's gun in America, which is unconstitutional, number one. Number two is completely and totally impractical. And number three, uh, g- guess what criminals do? Uh, they don't obey gun laws. That's right. All right? Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, n- no, you can't stop a crazy man or a man motivated by something other than insanity, uh, a grievance, or mad at somebody for something so bad that they want to kill him. Who knows what the motivation was yet for this man. But you, you're not going to be able to stop it by saying let's pass more gun control because this individual, for example, who killed these people at Michigan State University is not going to pay attention to the laws uh, that Gretton Gretchen? Gretchen Whitmer, the governor. Her first name again? Gretchen. Gretchen. Gretchen Whitmer, the mm-hmm. governor of Michigan, is going to advocate for. Right. And they're going to do the, oh, we need universal background checks. We need uh, whatever they say. I don't know what. Uh, Red flag laws. Uh, assault ban. Uh, assault weapons. That's what Biden said this, uh, in his speech the other night. State of the Union. Of course, he doesn't define assault weapons. Guess what? Any weapon can be an assault weapon. <laughs> including a knife, as we know, in Idaho with the butchery that, that uh, the killer there allegedly did. He hasn't had his trial yet, so you're supposed to use allegedly. But mm-hmm. uh, the U-Haul, mm-hmm. well, that was an assault weapon yesterday yes. in New York, right? Yep. The man who uh, in Wisconsin, was it was it uh, Kenosha or Racine or where was that? Where, the man last year who went to Christmas parade mowed, mowed down. Kenosha. Huh? He got a car. It was Kenosha. Walkershaw. Mowed- Waukesha. The Christmas yeah, Waukesha. parade was Waukesha. In was a different incident. So we're going to have, we are, we got assault vehicles. Yeah. Right. We're gonna, we're, what are we going to do? We're going to regulate them, ban them? How are we going to do this? Yeah. It's just their, their, their arguments are so trite and, and quite frankly, silly. Mm-hmm. And yet they, they promote them. Uh, every time something bad happens like this, they trot out their, their, we got to, we got to act. We got to do more gun control. And uh, it's just tiresome to keep hearing this over and over, as if it's an answer. Yeah. Again, short of, as I said, taking away every gun in America. Go ahead, Chris. Well, to your point, Jenna Ellis uh, of AFR uh, tweeted earlier today, quote, the solution is not gun control, it is self-control. And she got many amens for her thoughts there. Yep. Hey, Jenna, good morning. 
Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. What do you mean by that tweet there, Jenna? It's all about worldview because uh, we can use any form of of weapon. And I mean, look at the very first murder recorded in human history. Um, Cain didn't have a gun when he murdered Abel, but he had hate in his heart. And that and if you do not respect uh, the difference in the distinction between God and man and that you are not God and that God has told us to respect um, all of our fellow human beings made in his image, then it doesn't matter what tool you use to accomplish your sin. There will always be tools available. So it's always a matter of worldview. And the left is not going to solve anything by gun control when they are teaching children through a woke worldview in academics and they are fomenting uh, racism and hatred and um, sexism and all kinds of other uh, distinctions to devalue certain classes of people in our academic system. They're just simply perpetuating this uh, and they're not providing any solutions because they're not focused on the truth of the biblical worldview. Well, also in in a lot of youth culture, particularly particularly uh, uh, young black male youth culture, gangster rap is celebrated. Yeah. Gangster rap—that's what it's called, gangster. Yeah. And the glorification of the use of weapons and guns is part of the songs. That right. That that and. The dehumanizing of others. Every week I read about some rapper being shot walking into a convenience store or a restaurant somewhere around America. I don't know who these people are in terms of I don't know their music because I don't listen to that. But evidently they're popular enough to be, uh, you know, in the news. And 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 it's that's celebrated uh, in 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 the you know, in the music world, the entertainment industry. Uh, this uh, and I'm going why are we celebrating people who act like gangsters or gangsters? And you see that translates over to real life. Yes. Because we see the violence that's taking place among young males in our country, in particular, the death rate, uh, homicide is the leading cause of death among young black males in America. Well, that's what they sing about in, in the, uh, in the songs in their, and the rap songs called not not all rap is in this category. Correct. I want to yeah. make sure I I don't throw everything, but but there is a big segment of of that music called gangster rap, which celebrates gun violence. I guess you could say, uh, and other things that are quite frankly deplorable. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. All right, Jenna, um, you uh, how'd you get this interview with President Trump that we aired this morning? Do you know? Well, do, you, do you know him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just asked. Uh, it's actually amazing what, what you can accomplish if we just ask. And I think there's a yeah, but you a, didn't just ask as, <laughs> "Hey, this is Jen Ellis. Let me tell you who I am." This they knew who you were. Uh, I'm just kidding with you. But you were yes. you, you were able to get the interview with uh, the former president. When did uh, was that taped or live? It was taped yesterday afternoon. Um, so and he, and his schedule is always so busy. So uh, Adam, my producer, and I had had a few, few minutes. I heard his whole life story as we were uh, waiting for President Trump to uh, to get on the line. <laughs> and and it's always better to do that and to record instead of um, instead of live with the president like that. Um, but we we aired the entire unedited version. So um, I always hate it when mainstream media 
would um, would do those types of pre-records and then they chop it up and they put right. their commentary all right. around it instead of just playing it so that people can decide for themselves. So we just played it straight through. What's a couple things that he said that in that uh, struck you or impressed you or maybe you didn't know? Yeah, well, I wanted to focus the interview more on policy because I think that for um, especially our very intelligent and concerned uh, Christian audience, um, we're not as interested in all of the you know the bickering back and forth. We really want to have um, a president back in office, uh, and and whether that is. Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or someone else that will actually accomplish the goals of preserving and protecting uh, the rights of all of us to uh, to direct parental rights, education, you know, all of these things. So I wanted to focus more on policy and um, his tech policy, uh, I think, and, and his, uh, his suggestions for a, a digital bill of rights, um, his idea for term limits on Congress uh, to drain the swamp. Um, and also his uh, his ideas to combat uh, woke policy in academia, education, and and these kind of hey, we have that like clip. climate change. Okay, we have that clip. What we're going to do is do what you detest. We're going to play a clip, <laughs> and then we're going to and I edited these that cli- that <laughs> for, for Chris, time purposes only. Chris, America, Chris chopped up for us yes. so we can make. President but that's okay because we can hear the whole thing. Right. Exactly. So we didn't and just I have shared the audio yes. on our Facebook. Yeah, page. Yes, yes, that's right. We're, this is not unfair because Jenna aired exactly. the whole interview unedited. This morning, and you can go listen to Jenna Ellis in the morning podcast on on our AFR website, and listen to the whole interview with President uh, Trump. So go to AFR dot net, go to our podcast, go to click on Jenna Ellis in the morning, and listen to her interview with President Trump uh, there. But for the purposes of time here, we can't. We're not going to play the whole interview. Well, we are going to play the uh, the woke uh, clip here. Let's see what it's clip. Uh, number two, clip number two, this is where the president is commenting on on what Jenna was just talking about. You have people that don't know a thing about the environment, that that's become a religion also, and it's a religion that's going to destroy our country with the windmills and all of the things that don't work and don't work well. They want to take your gasoline cars away. They want to take your your the mode of transportation. They want to give you all electric. It's crazy what's going on. No, we can't allow it. Uh, woke. The word woke is a very, a very big word because it means a lot of things to a lot of people, but it also means a lack of freedom of speech. Uh, bingo! President just bingoed right there. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, I want to play his clip about uh, being a nice person. Uh, <laughs> uh, can we play number four? Clip, clip number four that Jenna asked him about. You know, a lot of people say, oh, we'd love to have the Trump policy, maybe, but with somebody nicer. I'm actually very nice, but you can't be too nice when you're trying to stop people from invading your country and destroying your country. (laughs) I can attest that's actually true. He is he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. And and this is why, though, this kind of back and forth of, you know, the attacks against, for example, Governor DeSantis and other things, I think are actually a distraction from what we need to focus on um, in terms of of who we ultimately vote for in the primaries, um, because he's right in a sense that you don't want someone who is too nice. Uh, to be in office. And this is why I would love personally to see Governor DeSantis jump into the race because he hasn't been uh, tested in that particular forum. President Trump um, has never gone toe to toe with anyone that he didn't um, absolutely thoroughly (laughs) destroy. And I think we need to see how Ron DeSantis handles that and may the best man win uh, to protect 
our rights and get this country back on track. Well, we may have more than, of course, Governor DeSantis hasn't announced yet uh, whether he's going to run or not. It's kind of people are anticipating that he's going to jump in the presidential race, Jenna, but he hasn't. I think it's coming. Yeah. But now uh, you've got Nikki Haley, right? Right. Uh, the former ambassador to the U.N. for President Trump and former governor of South Carolina. She announced today, right? Mm -hmm. She released a video this morning. Yeah. So she's going to run. That's one. Yes. Uh, What are some others you think, other names, Jenna, that you've heard, uh, let's say, are, are, are likely to jump in the race on the Republican side? Right. Well, interestingly, um, any of the main contenders that uh, we've all been talking about, like, for example, uh, now with Nikki Haley and then Mike Pompeo, uh, Mike Pence, and um, your, your name and names others. of people you you're, you think are going to jump in, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That will that uh, that have been floated that will likely jump in or gearing up um, for that race. These are all people that, while they had other uh, government experience. Um, President Trump can and and I'm sure will take credit for their most recent accomplishments because without his help and uh, him putting them in positions like Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, Mike Pence with the vice presidency, Nikki Haley in the U.N., um, he claims that, you know, without his endorsement, Governor DeSantis wouldn't have been elected, which may be true because we all forget how close that race was. Um, so without his help, then they then their most recent accomplishments wouldn't have happened. And I think this is why he goes back to this whole loyalty factor and basically saying he is the de facto leader of the Republican Party. And, you know, all those accomplishments were great, but without me, they would have never accomplished that. So you all need to still look at me as uh, as the leader uh, uh, until I say otherwise, which I think is going to be very fascinating. And as a very humble man um, <laughs> as well. Uh, I heard him say it. Uh, I'm just, you know, that's Trump and humility. Those are two words that don't go together uh, for <laughs> better or nice. for worse. Very uh, nice. <laughs> all right, let me let me let me play this clip about um, about uh, who many consider to be his top challenger. Uh, should he announce that is Governor DeSantis? Uh, clip five. Yeah, well, I never told DeSantis to stay out. He's got to do what he's got to do. I just uh, let people know because I believe in loyalty that he was at like 3%. He was dead in politics. He was never going to be in office. He was getting ready to leave the race, and he came over and asked whether or not it would be possible for me to endorse him. And uh, for whatever reason, I did endorse him, and he ended up going up like a rocket ship. Uh, Yeah. Uh, That's something, Jenna, that he has repeated before, uh, kind of taking credit for the uh, helping DeSantis initially when he became governor. Yeah, but DeSantis didn't go up like a rocket ship, with all due respect. Not that first time around. No, he barely won. <laughs> that's, right. what, that's what I'm saying. He barely won, so I don't know if I agree with the president's rocket ship, although he is near the uh, Kennedy Space Center there, <laughs> is, is Mar-a-Lago, so I can see why he would use that uh, analogy. No, uh, President Trump, as do a lot of pe- politicians, they, they use grandiose speech, and, and that's just what we become accustomed to. But uh, we'll see what happens here. I know that President Trump feels like, oh, well, listen, I gave – Ron DeSantis, my endorsement, which put him over the top, caused him to win Florida. He's governor for four years. He has a very successful tenure, uh, and he shouldn't be running against me because that's disloyal to uh, to my to what I did to help him become governor. I know he feels like that. What feels that way? I don't necessarily agree with that 
one endorsement, you owe somebody your life, uh, but I can understand how President Trump feels on that. I hope they can work it out, Jenna, because I don't want to see a Trump, uh, I don't want to see a Trump DeSantis food fight. Um, but, but that's going to be it. Go ahead. That's politics. I think, I think that's politics. And I, and I think that we would all be wise to kind of break through some of that inevitable, uh, sort of mudslinging. But why does Trump do that? (laughs) <laughs> well, because Trump? he's Trump. Because it's, because it's Trump. And, and, but listen, it, it worked for but it makes, him. It worked I don't for like him in 2016. It. But I don't like it. I don't like thing. it. I don't like it. I, don't, I tell you why I don't like it. And it, my feelings, I, I had them well, uh, my wife says about this. <laughs> I love she pres- hers well, I too. love what President – I think I'm expressing the view of a lot of people right now. I love what President Trump did when he was in office. It, he was so unfairly treated. Uh, he, he has, he has, uh, guts. He, he tried to do what's best for our country all, uh, all, every day. I, no doubt about that. But when he, when you, here you have Governor DeSantis, who is a like-minded of uh, President Trump in terms of their love for our country. And, and, and you have President Trump I'm not talking about policy differences. I'm talking about taping, taking cheap personal shots at the man, putting a, 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 a picture of him up when he was 25 years old as a as a teacher at a high school. Trump did this to DeSantis, showing him around some young girls who are high school age and and saying he's grooming them uh, like a uh, like, that's just that's that's beyond to me. That's beyond just give and take and a little friendly jab here and low energy jab that's that's that's, that's terrible to do that I, I think that actually hurt him by by doing that and i think a lot of people uh push back on that and desantis has a very loyal uh following who see his accomplishments and i think trump is right in the sense that after he won by a thin margin uh desantis did go up like a rocket ship because right after that but he didn't go uh, up because of win, trump jenna he but, went up because of what he did for four years right as, as, yes, as that's, governor that's what I, you know but, right and i think but i think that trump is taking credit for getting him over that but hump. then he whether says he's a very true, but then he says he's a very average true. governor but then, which which I think we all can agree is is a little interesting in phrasing. Anyway, and speaking, I, you know, I just so, I, I would, but I, but I, I think I, we need to be fair to Trump here. I think we need to be fair to both sides. I think we need to be fair that when we look at his accomplishments and we look at the fact that he knows that um, he should have gotten a second term, he wants a second term, and I think that and this is the reason I tried to direct the conversation today away from some of that kind of commentary. Of course, I was going to ask him about DeSantis, but I right. wanted to know. His his policies, because what we should look at, and and I think that DeSantis is being very wise in not even responding. Right. He is showing that he just doesn't even care, and that is the only way to win a mudslinging right. fight is to ignore it. He's right. being very mature here, and I respect that, and I think he needs to continue that because yeah. he's learning from 2016. But now, what Donald Trump learned from 2016 is that uh, going full bore after your opponents, he won. And he took all of them out. So he's going to continue to make that play. But I think we need to be fair to both sides. And I think we need to, in terms of exercising our vote in the primary, look at the person who can best accomplish the goals for the American people, whether or not we like their rhetoric, whether or not um, you know posting some inflammatory pictures is helpful. I don't think that was helpful. I think that hurt him. But ultimately, whether, whether or not Trump or DeSantis or someone else wins the Republican nomination, yeah. I will support that person 
And I will vote Republican because they will be the best person if that's Donald Trump or if it's Ron DeSantis. And in the primary, I say have at it because we need to see who comes out strongest for the American people. And I don't want to choose sides right now because I don't think that we have to. I think uh, I would just say if I could sit down with President Trump, I'd say aim your fire at Biden and the deep state and the news media, not at your fellow uh, conservative Republicans who you're going to need to get on your team as should you be the last man standing. And you don't need to, don't need to ostracize those folks or have them create, create bad feelings in that. Yeah. In but that you know, way. he always, he always brings them back around. I mean, he called, he, he went hardcore after Ted Cruz and even insulted his wife and he and Ted are like best buds now. So I, so that, so my point is, I don't think he thinks that it will hurt him actually in the long term. Because Cruz whether, is loyal. But, and whether or not that works with Ron DeSantis yeah. is anybody's guess, yeah. because I think he is a man of a very different metal than what Trump is used yeah. to dealing with. All right. Well, we'll see. It's great. Uh, and we uh, please pla- pass our, uh, as a network, our thanks for President Trump agreeing to come on and do the interview with you because our listeners certainly uh, enjoyed hearing from him. And uh, we will see what happens going forward. Thank, thank you, Jenna. Take care. Thank you so much. And, and the listener response was fantastic. I really appreciated hearing uh, from everyone who was listening. So uh, okay. thank you for that opportunity. And I will certainly pass along the the, uh, the thanks from the network. So All right. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. <sighs> I need to take a deep breath right here. <laughs> uh, well, Allison's my wife, you know, she warns me. She said, you know, you just, sometimes you need to hide your feelings a little bit more on, on this issue. And, and, uh, I guess I'm a little like Trump in that way. I just say what I think, huh? That's what he does, right? Yep. And and that, uh, you know, right? You, you get my frustration. I, uh, do. I, I love President I do. Trump, but I just do. sometimes, just uh, to borrow from the television show King of Queens, just shuddy. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, look, I'm, look. Go ahead. In in his in. In his interview with Jenna, he said what you said. People say I ought to be nicer. So he's heard, Tim, he's heard your complaint, and he's just saying sometimes you really can't be nice. I'll tell no. you guys, I think it's what I thought was the most interesting thing out of all of that that Jenna said, which was fascinating, came right there at the end, almost the last sentence, where she said, you were talking about, you know, Trump Trump learned in twenty sixteen he could he could trash Ted Cruz, he could trash Marco Rubio, blah, blah, blah. We we, we saw that and cringed, frankly, at some of the things Mr. Trump did. But she said she said about DeSantis, he is of a different metal. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? That's quite a statement for Jenna Ellis to make that uh Listen. Uh, yeah. Listen, uh, I, I had the pleasure of hearing uh, the governor speak. I mentioned this uh, Saturday night in um, South Florida. Ironically, at the Trump Doral Hotel, uh, there was an event I attended, which is a a gathering of conservatives. It happens three times a year that mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we go to. Alice, my wife, and I go to, and some of our staff here. It's just uh, you know, it's kind of like a team huddle, right? And uh, so, Governor DeSantis spoke. Uh, in person, he flew down from Tallahassee. Uh, then uh, President Trump spoke also via phone from his home. But uh, the, let me tell you something: Governor DeSantis is the real deal, um, mm-hmm. and he's not 
despite what President Trump says, he's not a, a what does he call him, a, a rhino? Globalist. Uh, a globalist rhino. <laughs> he's not huh? that. No. He's, he's not, not a glo- that. He's not a globalist rhino. Uh, that's what Trump calls DeSantis, a globalist rhino. And and uh, he, he this guy is very impressive. He knows the Constitution. He knows uh, he believes in Christian values. He is uh, 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 he's proven to be an excellent chief executive of the state of Florida. He won Miami Dade County, yeah. which is a hardcore Democrat county mm-hmm. in uh, Florida. He won uh, like by twenty points. So the people of Florida appreciate what he's done there because he's a very smart guy, too. So that's what Jenna meant, I think, if I could put words in her mouth, when he says he's a, he's a person uh, of a different metal. So should DeSantis get in to the race, it will be very interesting to see which direction the uh, Republican primary voters go. Uh, but, okay, guys, I'll just say it one more time. <clears throat> If 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 somebody did to Trump what Trump does to others, we would say that's horrible. If you said uh, if DeSantis came back and said, "Listen, I'm not going to respond to Fat Donnie," <laughs> huh? What would we say? Would we would we laugh or would we say that's that's beneath somebody who wants to be president? Yeah. He shouldn't he shouldn't call somebody names like that and yet when trump does it to others we just say oh it's just trump give him a pass and i'm just saying no uh, i don't I give him a pass on making these kinds of personal attacks yeah. against people who love him yes and who have uh who red desantis if you were to ask him he's not going to comment on it now but uh, if trump shut not started attacking him he would say trump was a great president i'm sure he would yep and I agreed with him. But then you have somebody talking about your acting like you were grooming uh, high school girls, which, in fact, these girls in this picture that Trump sent out said this was after graduation. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just I, I just hope President Trump does just stops it with that and gets back to promoting his message. That's what I hope for. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.